And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, and in fact, I'm here with my partner, John Mauk, and today we're going to be talking about his newest book called Jesus in the Courtroom. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not-for-profit administration, and religious freedom, defense. You can find more out about us by going to Mauk and Baker, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com, or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up on, to date, both with the developments about faith and the law. John, welcome to this show. This is your show <laughs> as well as mine. Uh, today we're going to be talking about your latest book, your uh, third book, I believe. You've written two other ones. What were the other two before we get into this one? Well, there's Paul on Trial, uh, a defense of Christianity. Uh, the Book of Acts is a defense of Christianity. And then there's The Healing of Jabez, which is a story about a dysfunctional young man in the Hebrew Scriptures who finds the power of God to change his life. And this is your opus magnum, I think, uh, <laughs> Jesus in the courtroom. Tell us a little bit about this. And before, even before you do that, what's a lawyer doing writing all these books? Come on. <laughs> Don't you need to practice law and make money? What's going on here? Well, the author and finisher of our faith happens to be a lawyer. And I say that to, to throw people off a little bit, but maybe pique your interest. Wonderful Counselor is a title given to the Messiah. Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, for under us a child is born, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. That's in Isaiah. And that means lawyer. The word counselor in Hebrew means lawyer, and it can be translated as such, Yaatz. And so we, we have an introduction to the Messiah from Isaiah as being a lawyer. And then we have Jesus walking the pages of the New Testament and, and coming alive to us through the Spirit, and he's called a rabbi. And, of course, we all know what a rabbi is, right? A leader of a synagogue? Well, not quite. In the first century, it meant teacher of the law, or as we would say, law professor. Law professor, right. So... Before we get into the book itself, give me a little bit of your background. Um, uh, where did you go to law school? How did you get into this? Uh, and tell me a little bit about your practice. Yeah, I uh, un un did my undergraduate work at Yale, and I wanted to practice law in Chicago. So I came to the University of Chicago. I had a wonderful education there. And while I was at the University of Chicago and uh, wondering about life, I woke up to the fact that the Bible is true and that God is real, and God saved me. I gave my life to Jesus, and it was a wonderful transformation. I said, all right, I'm going to practice law to serve God. 
and been trying to do that ever since for the past 40 years. So what did that look like? Uh, I think for many people that's an oxymoron, practicing God to ser- uh, in law. What, what is that all about? Well, it's, it's a daily walk with the Lord uh, to, to uh, love justice and to seek mercy and to walk humbly with God. That's what uh, Micah encourages us. But each situation is different. It's listening to people. How can I help you find Jesus? How can I help you through your problems? Uh, what's God doing in your life? I'm your counselor. What's God doing in my life? Uh, fighting for religious freedom. Uh, there's a wide variety of things, and Jesus gives us an abundant life. If we try consciously to say every area of my life, whether it's a lawyer or an auto mechanic, is committed to serving Jesus and follow through with that, he will show us what that means in a daily way. John, you started out in a large law firm. Did that work in the large law firm, or, or what has been your journey there? Well, it 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 worked uh, in the sense of uh, helping me see from some other godly men that I was working with uh, the right path, and, and from ungodly men I was working with what sin looked like. <laughs> And uh, and trying to sort things out for myself, but ultimately uh, God called me out of that and said I should practice law with other believers because I was not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers, but I was to work with believers, and that has been a fantastic decision uh, to follow God in that way because it's it's multiplied our effectiveness, yours and mine, and, and our other partners. right. I came to work with John beginning in 1986, and we have been working together and have built a a firm that's full of believers, which has been a wonderful thing. Um, This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malk and Baker with my partner today, John Malk, attorney and author, and we're talking about his book, Jesus in the Courtroom. With that background, tell us, why did you write this book? Where are you going with it? What's your hope? Well, first of all, I wanted to help Christians enlarge their vision of who Jesus is because you've heard, I've heard a hundred sermons about Jesus interacting with the religious leaders of his day to influence Israel for the kingdom of God, debating with the Pharisees and Sadducees and other religious leaders. One day I had an insight, which now seems pretty obvious, but it wasn't then that these religious leaders were really the legal uh, establishment of Jesus' day. They were the Sanhedrin, the court. They were the makers of the law. They were the interpreters of Torah, which wasn't so much a religious book to first century Israel as it was a guide in how we are to live. The Torah was the law, the constitution of Israel. And rabbi, as I said before, did not mean leader of a synagogue. It meant teacher of the law. The disciples were law students. So as I began to understand this, I began to have some thoughts. Gee, we want to follow Jesus and learn from him. And how did he try to reach Israel in his day? And we need to follow that. So this is what I'm hoping is that we can learn from Jesus' pattern of impacting the legal establishment of his day, how we can 
engage in that practice and plug into what Jesus showed us to influence our own society today. Well, John, your first chapter starts out, woe to you lawyers. And and the com- the common question is always, first of all, I asked this question before becoming uh, a lawyer, can a Christian be a lawyer? What how do you put these two together? I, you know, and the other question is, uh, should Christians sue? I mean, all of these, the law well, seems well, to be... Let's take one at a time. All right, let's here we take go. one at a time, go. Rich. The woe to the you lawyers that Jesus spoke was to those who put heavy burdens on people and didn't lift a finger to help them with the burden. And lawyers certainly can put people under bondage, and the law can put people under bondage. And that's why he spoke the the woe. But he was obviously speaking about all lawyers because he himself was a lawyer, and many of us who have become followers of him, we want to use the law to help people find Jesus and to lift their burdens. Well, then let, let's pick that up. Um, Jesus in the courtroom. How does that? What does that have to do with lifting burdens and doing the opposite of woe to you lawyers? <laughs> well. I'll give you I'll give you one or maybe a, maybe a couple examples because the book is full of spiritual resources that we can use in practicing law. But for non-lawyers to engage, we talk about ministries like courtside ministries, which is a powerful new ministry that's that's moving across. Well, tell the me nation. about courtside ministries. What is this? Uh, people look to Jesus and look to God when they have problems. Uh, Not when life is going well, but when they're having a divorce or when they're sick or when somebody has died or they're getting married. These are moments when we as believers need to realize that this is the time to share the gospel, to plant the seeds, to come in and to help people. Courtside Ministries focuses on when people are going to court, and they put a table out in front, a very simple ministry. They have a banner that says, Need Prayer. The fish come streaming down the stream. They are people who are facing eviction, people who are facing criminal convictions, people who are fighting in divorce. Their stomachs are churning. They're calling out, why did I get in this mess? How do I get out of this bankruptcy? Can I stop this foreclosure? And they're hurting, and they're looking for answers. And then they see the sign, need prayer, and they come and the gospel is shared with them, they're prayed for, and the lives are often changed. You need to fish where the fish are, and this is impacting the legal system at uh, courtrooms uh, across the country. John, you say that. I can think of walking out of a courtroom myself, walking out and being quite depressed when I walked out. The man standing there was Mike uh, Keenapple was his name, and he was laughing, and he said, the spirit is really at work today. And another brother laid his hands on me, and it was so apparent that the Spirit of God was working in him. He prophesied over me very, very accurately, and I just felt my spirits completely lifted. So I totally understand what you're talking about, that ministry. Um, Coming up, we will be talking further with uh, John Mauk with regard to his latest book, Jesus in the Courtroom. I'm Rich Baker of Mauk and Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the law firm of Malk and Baker, and we're here talking with my partnering attorney, John Malk, about his new book, Jesus in the Courtroom. John, as a lawyer, this book really, really excites me, and I have more questions than we'll certainly get to during this interview. But let me bring it back and ask one of those questions that comes up so often. Uh, some consider it unchristian to sue someone. Can you speak to that as a Christian lawyer? Well, we have to first of all start with the Scripture because God has laid out a plan for us, and the courts are a good system to uh, reconcile and to adjudicate differences. They are uh, a way of mediating and solving our problems. They're not, and they do not have to be, a method of of warfare. And uh, Romans 13 tells us God has established government for our benefit, and that includes courts. So uh, being involved in in lawsuits is not bad, and it is a way that God has given us to resolve disputes. Dispute resolution is probably a softer way than saying suing someone. Having said that, there is a different standard in Scripture between brothers, between the followers of Jesus. They don't need to go into the courts if they go to each other first. Matthew 18 says that's what we need to do. It says if, if you can't work it out together, bring in another brother or a sister to, to help you and, and, and try and work it through that way with, with the different perspectives or tell it to the church. If you're both part of the same church or submitted to serving God together, then you ought to agree to have a mediator or to have somebody to decide that. That <clears throat> is a good idea. It's, you shouldn't sue uh, brothers, but uh, just saying don't sue at all is silly. Because there are real conflicts in the world, isn't there? Sure, sure. It's a fallen world. Having said that, let me ask you a question that, as I read the book and as I've been thinking, uh, is really on my mind. Give me some idea. Behind litigation often is the understanding that in some ways it is warfare. Um, there are opposing sides. There is great conflict, and sometimes there's great antagonism. Uh, you've been involved in many uh, cases involving uh, zoning where churches have been zoned out. How do you view that as warfare? How do you view that spiritually? Well, it is, it is spiritual warfare, and, of course, we need to start with ourselves, and Jesus said we need to look within ourselves, and if we have sin, we need to repent of that. So we need to start in any litigation or dispute by, by humbly saying, God, show me if I'm wrong, or help me to show my clients if they're wrong, and to have the right attitude towards uh, the opponents. Often the case is that our clients are being attacked wrongly or being prevented from building a church when they just want to serve God, and there's a bad attitude on the other side. So the next step when we adjust our attitude is uh, towards ourselves and towards God and is then saying, can we enter into this litigation with the interests of the other side also uh, in our hearts to have bit, not bitterness but but love uh, towards those that we're challenging. And then, of course, uh, 
Paul in Ephesians says our battle is not against flesh and blood. So we're not against a municipality or against the zoning administrators or the zoning board that's that's hurting the church. Our battle is against Satan and demonic forces, spiritual forces of wickedness in high places. Those are Paul's words. And so we need to see the spiritual dimension, and that is fought by prayer and the many spiritual gifts that God gives us. I want to raise that, uh, but at this segment, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, that's 312-726-1243. Or at MalkBaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. If you were just tuning in, we're talking with um, John Malk with regard to his book, Jesus in the Courtroom. John, you just raised the issue of spiritual warfare and, and began to speak about weapons. Now, I have this idea that the spiritual weapons is defined by Paul in Ephesians 6 as the armor of God. In your book, you go way beyond my thinking on that. Give me some idea of what you're talking about there. Well, I, I, I hope uh, the Lord has really enlarged my thinking um, because we've seen this in our practice over the years that we have legal tools, uh, lawsuits, uh, letters, uh, persuasion, um, uh, depositions, contracts, document discovery, and so forth. But you can't practice law effectively for God just using those, those things. So what does Scripture tell us? It says we have spiritual weapons, like you're talking about in Ephesians, but we also have spiritual gifts that Paul talks about in Corinthians, and we have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, uh, self-control, all of which need to be combined with our legal tools. But beyond just those listings, I was amazed as I started to, uh, to look at other uh, gifts and resources of the Spirit. We have the name of God, Yahweh, I am who I am. Yahweh Jireh, the Lord will provide. Well, that's a, that's a weapon and a resource. If God has said, I will provide, then when we pray and speak, we can say, you are Yahweh Jireh. You provide. Remind God of that, and God is delighted of that and does provide. We have Yahweh Nissi, the Lord is my banner. I have a listing of several uh, dozen uh, different gifts, names of God, names of Jesus, everlasting Father, firstborn, high priest, image of God, Emmanuel, Redeemer, Son of David, true light, governor, king of kings, righteous one, suffering servant, all of which we can use in our prayer and in our speech and in our faith to combine with our legal tools uh, to win cases for God, God's way, not our way. And uh, obedience, hiding things in our heart, enthusiasm, longing, theme song, thanksgiving, delight. We have Psalm 119, which is 145 verses extolling 
God's law and praising God for his ordinances, his statutes, his commandments, we can internalize those. And I suggest people just read Psalm 119, read it aloud to God, and let the Holy Spirit give you that love for God's law, God's order, God's provision, and it will strengthen you and will enable you to engage our society today, which is hurting because we've become in many ways a lawless and rebellious society. John, I'm hearing this, and and, uh, the scripture comes to mind, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but spiritual, mighty to the the, uh, pulling down of or ripping down of strongholds. Amen. And I, and I, demolishing them. Demolishing. <laughs> and, and something in my spirit, I, I've looked at uh, many of the people who are opposed to God right now in our culture and everything, and oftentimes the weapons that they use are things like deceit. Hatred. Hatred, division. And I'm just thinking. Anger. Um, factions. This, yes. And I'm just thinking, we can't go that way. That's, that's not the weapons. I perhaps think that the most powerful weapon that we have in the arsenal that God has given us is his love. I think that that destroys strongholds and more powerfully perhaps than anything else that I know. Um, certainly it did in my own life in, in breaking down my resistance. Yeah, we, we need to, to bathe our prayers in love and our hearts and understanding what God's love is. And I, I think in the legal realm, I'm combining it with truth – because they're yes. they're they're, they're yes. hand in hand. It's not love if we don't tell people the truth. Sometimes right. it's a hard truth uh, spoken in love, like when Jesus uh, told the uh, Pharisees they were whitewashed sepulchers. I think he did that in love. <laughs> that's, Rich. A, that's a tough <laughs> word. <laughs> yes, it is, uh, John. I'm I'm running out of time here, but before I go uh, from your heart, what was is one thing you would like to impart with regard to the book? And you only have about thirty seconds. Well, why, to do it, all right, so. it's, it's buy the book and and, re, and read well, it. All right, then, then tell me about the book. How did how can someone pick up a copy of this book? Well, there's a website, uh, JesusInTheCourtroom.com, uh, or you can go to Moody Books. It's published by Moody Publishers, and and find it there. You can go to uh, MalkinBaker.com uh, website, and uh, that'll guide you there too. Thank you, John. Uh, if you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Mauk and Baker. Contact Mr. Mauk at Mauk and Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, that's 312-726-1243. Or at MaukBaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Mauk and Baker is a Christian law firm based in Chicago which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals and their legal needs. Call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Again, our number is 312-726-1243, and the website is malkbaker.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. God bless you, and may you have a wonderful day. I'm Rich Baker, partner with Malk and Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve some.